We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. And I'm joined now by Senator David Perdue. Good morning, Senator. How are you? I'm great, Hugh. Hope you are. I am. I hope you had a great Christmas and your family is healthy and together. We're Absolutely. We're in the fight. We're in a 125 bus tour uh, right now, bus uh, 125 stop bus tour around Georgia. I'm headed to one right now in South Georgia. So we're we're fully working this week to make sure we get our boat out. If we do that, I think we'll hold the line against this absolutely ridiculous Democratic onslaught. Uh, run, run through the tape, Senator. I know you will, but there are two million people have already voted early. But I've been telling, I have 13 affiliates, lucky 13 in Georgia. I want everybody to vote early, and I think that's your message as well. Absolutely. I mean, this is the week. You never know what the weather's going to be next week. We only have Tuesday next week, so you've got to get out and vote before uh, Thursday. And we're just telling everybody in the state you can't take a chance not voting. I'm, I'm, that's the one thing that we have to do. About 20 percent of the vote in November came in on Election Day, and it's a high-risk role. So we've got to get our vote out this week. Now, Senator, I've been looking at the numbers. I was talking to your buddy Georgia Joe up in Dalton where uh, uh, he's, on every talk, he's on every talk show in Georgia, I know, but he calls me just always to fill me in. You've had 2 million people vote, including 64,000 people who didn't vote in November. Is that a good number or a bad number for the good guys? Well, right now it's about even. I mean, we're, we're encouraged by that, frankly. It's a lot of young people voting, and surprisingly for some, although we're not too surprised by that, a lot of those are coming our way. Look, people have awakened to how dramatically uh, outrageous this uh, agenda is the Democrats are trying to perpetrate. It's dangerous. It's totally out of line with most uh, people in Georgia. And they just, you know, they weren't totally aware of it before. So we think that uh, people are becoming aware of just how radical these two candidates are that Kelly Leffler and I are running against. I got one that has a a China scandal going. I mean, you know, this is very serious issue. And the other guy has just has been extremely liberal on all the issues from defunding the police to, uh, you say, he said you can't be in the military and serve God, for goodness sake. Senator, I have, uh, I've covered all this very, very closely. I do believe that John Ossoff, your opponent, and Kelly Leffler's opponent, Reverend Warnock, are the most radical mainstream party nominees ever in my lifetime. I think they are farther to the left of any other mainstream party's nominee for the United States Senate. And so it should be easy for Georgia, but I want to hone in because you're on armed services on what the difference is if the Senate remains Republican with you as chairman of the Sea Power Subcommittee or if the Democratic, uh, Democrats take over the Senate. What happens to the armed services of America in that scenario? Well, we never get to 355 ships, but it's bigger than that. I mean, you, you've been a, a great champion of this for a long time. But here's the radical reality. Under, under uh, Barack Obama and Joe Biden, they cut military spending by 25% during those eight years at a very time when China was building dramatically. If we do that again, and that's what Biden is headed for, he said it publicly, if they cut our military again, which they will do, they have to, to fund some of these other uh, spending agendas that they have. 
If they do that, China will surpass us within the next five to eight years in terms of being the military juggernaut of the world. We cannot allow that to happen. We know what their agenda is. They're the number one threat to our peace and stability here in America, and uh, that's what the Democrats will do. So this is the most draconian difference right there. I think it is. I think people ought to understand it's between a fully funded military and a drastically, dramatically reduced military. And in Georgia, that matters, Senator. I, I was not even aware. I do try and cover the Navy extensively. I didn't know you had a big submarine base in Georgia. I did not know until this election that submarines depend upon the Peach State. Well, they really do. There are two of these ballistic missile nuclear submarine bases, one in Washington, one in Georgia. We're very proud of our military establishment in Georgia. My opponent wants to cut two bases in Georgia, which would mean about 26,000 jobs. And more importantly, if we cut the military overall, we will not be able to stand up to our uh, national defense strategy, and that is standing up to China. Building ships, it sounds, it sounds uh, romantic and all that. It's not. This is business. This is stuff that we have to do to stand up to the, to the Chinese. If we don't do that, we will go further and further behind, not only in readiness, but in, in uh, the ability to project power uh, in, uh, in Asia. You know, it was uh, they had to send a message to the Iranian mullahs last week, the United States Navy did, under the direction of President Trump. So they sent the USS Georgia to the Arabian Gulf, and it surfaced. We never surfaced the boomers, and, and we did, because the Georgia sent a message to Tehran, do not mess around with the United States next week. Well... That message has been sent to Iran over and over, but this is the other thing that would change the foreign policy, let alone cutting the military, Hugh. They would change and revert back to the Obama uh, strategy for foreign policy, which we know was a disaster. They would reinstate the JCPOA, which is the Iran nuclear deal, gives them a pathway to a nuclear bomb. It is an absolute pacifist way to go, and it's very dangerous for that region. Look at the peace deals that have just been accomplished with Israel with Sudan, Morocco, Bahrain, and UAE, those are all strong messages to Iran. That, you know, and the other one is you send a boomer in there and remind them, you know, we can still project power. Thank you very much. And the Georgia has all those tomahawks on it. So, Senator, I want to close by talking about COVID relief. The president signed the bill yesterday. I know you were urging him to do so. You helped lead Georgia on its recovery with the first virus uh, relief bill. Now the new one is here. What difference does that make for Georgia voters? Well, I think it's an impactful, uh, you know, effort. But the main thing right now, Hugh, is it, it was, uh, it's impactful for the people of Georgia. They need it. I mean, we saved a million and a half jobs in the first round of CARES. Uh, you know, we brought $47 billion to the state. This furthers that, and it reprograms about a half a trillion dollars from the original CARES Act and redirects it to people who need it, vaccines, schools, uh, PPP, people who are really hurting in the state. So that's the real reason the president and I wanted to do this so dramatically. We would have done it months ago, except the Democrats have been obstructed. Now, Senator, I want to close by talking about John Ossoff, who you're running against. He's 33 years old. When I was 33, I had put five years into the Reagan administration, and nobody even asked my opinion. I had jobs to do, and I carried briefcases, and I learned from Ed Meese and Bill Smith and Ronald Reagan and Fred Filling, but nobody cared what I thought because I hadn't done anything. Honest to goodness, a 33-year-old empty suit with ties to the Chinese Communist Party money funding him how is this even possible? Uh, you know, I, I understand Raphael Warnick has got the uh, you know, emotional support of the black community in Atlanta, but I do not understand John Ossoff having anybody vote for him. Well, it shows the Democratic agenda. I mean, what they've done is they've picked two actors. Neither one of these are qualified to be in the United States Senate. They don't have any life work. They don't have real experience. Look, John
John Ossoff, in his career, has only really done one thing. He calls himself a documentary journalist. His biggest client in the last nine years in a business that his daddy bought for him was Al Jazeera, the spokespeople for uh, terrorists and ISIS. And then in the last two years, this just shows bad judgment, and it's a real dangerous thing on the back of the Swalwell scandal and also the Hunter Biden scandal. It shows what China is doing. They're finding these young, impressionable liberals. And they're developing strong relationships with them. This is the scandal that I think is out there that Ossoff has not come clean on. For two years, he worked for them, and he hit it. He got caught, and then he lied about it. So these are these are very dangerous things that uh, that are being exposed right now. And uh, John Ossoff has really not answered any of those. But it goes bigger than that. Like you said, he's really got no life experience to bring. He's a career politician wannabe. He ran in 17 against Karen Handel and lost in the House. Uh, he's running now, and uh, he's he's known as the incinerator. I mean, he's he's burned up a lot of money so far. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, let, let's close by reminding people where do they find out where they can vote early, Senator Purdue? Because everybody who's listening, if you haven't voted, you're not doing your job. You got to get out there and work as hard as Senator Purdue and Senator Leffler are working. How do they find out where to go, Senator? The easiest place to go is to go to PurdueSenate.com. We've got full description in there about where you, if you tell us where you live, we can tell you exactly where to vote, and it's automatic. So please get out and vote this week. It's not only a right, it's a responsibility. And honest to goodness, we're holding the line for the future of our country here in Georgia. Everything depends on it, Senator. Safe travel today. That's a lot of bus stops. Uh, stay strong, stay healthy, and say hello to everyone in the Purdue family. He's a great senator, America. And Georgia, if you're listening to me in Georgia, You've got two great senators. Senator Purdue has been in there for six years, Kenny, Kelly Leffler for two, and they are great senators, and they ought to go back. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.